0: Welcome to Food for Thought, where we have a safe place where we talk about intuitive eating, listening to our bodies, and how we can best serve them. On our first segment for today, we're going to discuss why it's so hard for us to just eat and why there's so many rules surrounding food nowadays. I think as a, as a society, we're putting too much pressure on ourselves as well as having pressure from external sources such as social media. There's always new buzzwords around food and nutrition such as gut gut health, anti-inflammatory, etc. So I think that people get very caught up on these words and they think eating is much more complicated than it actually is. While eating for your gut and eating anti-inflammatory foods is important, we get all of these benefits by focusing on the basics of food instead of thinking of it as a specific type of diet or a specific lifestyle that we need to stick to. When you break it down, think about carbs, fats, and proteins, and you start to think about foods as a whole, instead of it being this big complex wheel of specific foods you need to eat, you start thinking about the carbs, the fats, the proteins, and so you think about foods that you typically eat in a day that contain these foods. So it's not as complicated as people on the internet would like you to believe it is. So eating doesn't have to be hard when you think of food that you currently enjoy and you come up with new ways to make them healthier by either adding in more veg, lean proteins or healthier fats or all the above. So unless you have a medical condition or an illness that you need to eat a certain way for we do not need to be eating a specific diet in order to take care of ourselves from the inside out. So why are there so many rules surrounding food as a society? I truly think that diet culture has taken over society, especially surrounding nutrition, but it's very, sometimes it's more apparent and then other times it's much more hidden Because I think it's become trendy to be anti-diet, but a lot of these people, especially influencers, let's say on TikTok, for example, um, they claim to be anti-diet. But when you look at their content, it's when you look underneath and you look at the fine print, they're still anti-diet because they're still giving you examples of what diets you need to be following, what foods you need to stay away from, even though, let's say, these people may not not have any credentials at all. They've never gone to school for nutrition. They've never done anything. They could have just a nutrition certificate off of the internet. So I think diet culture does still rule a lot of what people do with their day and what they eat. So I think that makes eating so hard and I think intuitive eating is such a fun and like interesting concept because it sounds fancy, it sounds like elaborate, but when you really break it down and you look at it, it's honestly just how we would be eating if diets did not exist. So as I said previously, If you have a condition, an illness that you need to eat specific foods for, that is completely understandable where you need to be on a certain diet and honestly, you should. But for your everyday person who doesn't have these kinds of like food restrictions for medical reasons, genuinely, like I think intuitive eating would be just regular eating without thinking, oh How many calories are in this how much fat is in this and it's it's such a whirlwind and people make food so complicated and i think that's a big part of the problem with society nowadays and so i think people who finally find freedom and eating and knowing like what foods are going to be beneficial to your body but still allowing themselves to indulge in food is just so important and it's needed so much more in our society, <clears throat> which kind of s- segues us into our next segment, which is how can we ber- best serve our bodies with food and our lifestyle? So I think we can best serve our bodies um, in a way that is to analyze our current lifestyle and see where we can make small ch- small changes. Everyone knows that trying to make big changes all at once fails majority or most of the time, Um, plus everyone's day looks different, so going for an hour walk for one person may not work for another person who works most of the day, has a family, has kids, or whatever obligations they have for the rest of their day, they may not have time to go on an hour walk or let's say to even cook. A huge meal for themselves. And so everyone's day is going to be different. So we need to figure out where we can fit in maybe a quick workout that's going to maybe give us the same type of like burn or sweat that we would get if we went for an hour like fast-paced walk. Um, or maybe thinking, how can I increase my steps for the day? Because that is also going to be beneficial for our health in the long term or will prepping my food for the week make life easier if I don't have time to cook at home after work or I feel so exhausted after work that it's just it's hard for me to find the motivation to cook meals but if I prep my meals for the week this still allows you to eat home cooked meals that are wholesome with whole foods and not choosing the easy option to go eat out. So a healthy, balanced lifestyle is certainly not one size fits all. And I think that's something that's been lost in mainstream media. Um, A lot of people think that, oh, we have the same 24 hours. If I can do it, you can do it. You're just not trying hard enough. And I think that's an ideology that seriously needs to be put in the past. (laughs) Um, Yeah, truly, it's an outdated thought. And I think everyone just needs to do what best serves them. And so our next segment isn't, is not slightly off topic, but it's something I've been interested in for quite some time now. Um, so I've been interested in sports and nutrition. And so in aspects of today's nutrition world that I find so fascinating is nutrition in professional sports. So it's amazing what these athletes are capable of and the way that they feel their bodies. I think that times have changed a lot in sports nutrition over the past like even 10-15 years. So we have so much more research and knowledge now compared to then about what players should be eating for optimal, optimal performance. And also, players are working with nutritionists, dietitians, and chefs to best feel their bodies to give their best for each performance and also do this so they're able to do this in a safe manner. Because at the end of the day, if you're not feeling yourself efficiently and you're not building the correct amount of muscle mass for your specific sport, like for instance, I watch a lot of hockey, so a lot of these athletes a lot of calories in and because you're sweating moving so much you are burning a lot of that and practice in games so it's so fascinating to me learning about what types of foods they're eating how much food they're eating every day and just like the quality of food as well and so it interests me like how many of these players cook for themselves how many of these players have chefs how many of them do like home delivery food options and do they like have like people who just who i'm trying to think of the right word here um yeah just people like delivering food for them and or like delivering the ingredients and picking it out for them and mainly just doing like education for them in at work or at their like arena or wherever they play um just kind of educating them on how to best serve their bodies and i think that's amazing and i think like the sports world has come such a long way because i know years and years ago a lot of older players have said that oh yeah like pre-game we would do like pizza or something and it's like nowadays like you you would not think to do that because that's not going to give you the energy for your optimal performance and so that's something that I just think is super interesting and I hope to dive deeper into all of these like topics and thoughts and yeah so thank you for joining me today and I hope to be back with you all soon.